Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. Welcome to the Get Fit Guys. Quick and dirty tips to get moving and shape up. My name is Brock Armstrong, and I am the Get Fit Guy. And today I am doing an in-person interview here in Whistler, British Columbia with my good friend, Abby Carver of yoga15.com. Today we're doing something completely different and I'm not locked in my little closet in my own studio at home. I'm actually in Whistler, British Columbia on location to do this special episode of Get Fit Guy with my my dear friend, Abby Carver, who is a uh, of the fame Yoga 15. You probably have seen some links in past episodes and past blog posts and stuff where I've linked to her videos and and such. But today she's here in person, right across the table from me, not across Skype, not across the internet, but right across the table from me. So Abby, how are you? I am great. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. We just went for a, a lovely walk around Lost Lake and... Uh, we didn't get lost this time? We didn't get lost, which is... Uh, it's in the name of the lake, so you'd think that would be inevitable. But we didn't get lost, and we made our way back here to talk about yoga. And whether, what I'm going to say anyway, is whether yoga is all created equally, or are these different brands of yoga actually that different and targeting different sort of activities and different parts of our body, different parts of our nervous system even? And the biggest question, because I know you do a lot of yoga specifically for cyclists, can we use yoga to target specific purposes and to really elicit specific results from from our bodies and from our performance? So that's the big ask, but let's let's break it down a little bit. But first, before we dive into it, just a little bit of your background. If you could just fill in the audience on on your background as a as a yoga influencer, shall we say? I'd like to say I was influential, but I think I can only really count as a teacher. Um, I have an online business, which is called Yoga 15, mm -hmm. and that is designed specifically for athletes. Yoga 15, the reason being that all my videos are 15 minutes long. Part of the reason being that I'm fairly um, impatient as a person. <laughs> Typically, yoga classes are an hour and 15 minutes. Yes. Yeah, we can come back to that in a little while. So Yoga 15 is my company. I work almost exclusively online. I do do some, I do privates, but most of what I do is online. So I make videos and they are targeted at different sports. Yeah. Some of them are, I, I quite like the, the extreme sports, surfing, mountain biking, surfing, uh, snowboarding, skiing. But also I have quite a big audience in triathlon, in running, yeah. cycling, the more conventional sports, weightlifting too. That's how I found you. 
through. Actually, that's how you found me. No, wait. How did we find each other? Well, I was listening to you, uh, your podcasts just when I really started this business, which was back in 2012, 2013. And I think I probably reached out to you at the time when you could do that and somebody got back somebody to you. Somebody would actually respond. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, because we weren't inundated with spam requests for, I know my mom even gets spam requests for wanting a job at her business, which <laughs> she's been retired Poor for a very long thing. time. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so I know I really enjoyed the idea of the 15-minute chunks, and often I'd string them together and do do more, but mm -hmm. the idea of actually being able to get through something that was meaningful and useful in 15 minutes really did resonate with me and still does resonate with me. I'm going to use those videos forever, even though you've probably moved on and created a lot of different stuff since then. Well, the crazy thing is actually that yoga, yoga doesn't change. Like yeah. well, it's um, thousands of years old. It's thousands of years old. And my yeah. yoga, I would actually say in fairness to yoga, I would say what I teach is yoga inspired mm. because it it is not the whole package that you get in a yoga class. It is non-spiritual. And for me personally, I am a huge fan of all the elements of yoga. But what I teach is a very pared down version of that, including the time, because I am trying to bring yoga to a new audience. So I don't actually teach anybody who's already pretty good at yoga. Mm. I teach beginners and I try to, I'm trying to open it up to people who don't feel that there is a yoga class for them. Either there literally isn't, it's too far away or it's too expensive or they're doing so much training for their triathlon that how are they going to fit in an hour and a quarter class? Yeah. Ideally, that would be wonderful if we could all do that. But I realized that little and often is so much better than one one time that I can get you to do maybe once a month. The benefits of doing 15 minutes or even less than 15 minutes, there's actually a lot of efficacy in just, I've taught you all the poses, but actually when you're out there on the trail, you've just done a mountain bike ride, you know three poses that you can do. And you're gonna do that and you can do that every time and you maybe can't go to a class every day. That's a common theme that comes up in this podcast is that consistency key, making sure you shake that all or nothing kind of mentality where it's like, I don't have an hour and a half, so I guess I won't do yoga today. And also the consistency being key, like getting it done even just a little bit every day or every second day is so much more meaningful than cramming a whole bunch in on the weekend. We always talk about that in terms of workouts as well. Well, I'm sure you've had that experience where there's a buildup of tension. So you, and actually you can probably get away with not stretching for a day or maybe two days, and you can probably get away with it a lot more when you're in your twenties and younger, Yeah. but there's this buildup and you're like, oh, you're putting off doing that stretching. And when you get to doing the yoga poses, you wish you'd done it two days before. Yeah. But all you need to do is just a little bit and it prevents that buildup of, to the point where you come to pain, mm. especially like around the hips or the shoulders and these sorts of areas. That's, I, I do a, a routine most mornings and, and most evenings that is really quite short. My, my morning routine takes the time that when I put my coffee pot on to the time that my coffee is ready. So... Not very long, but it really does make a, a big difference in in just keeping some mobility, especially as I get older and start to realize like I've got a slight crick in my neck most mornings and my right shoulder likes to thunk a little bit. But if I do even just that small amount, 
on a consistent basis, not necessarily every day, but most days, it does make a really big difference. I, I totally agree. Well, I've been in Whistler for the last 10 days with um, a friend of mine who's a mountain biker. And I've been going on the trails with him and I've been walking while he's been on the bike. And I am feeling in my body some of what he's feeling. And I've realized that 15 minutes is all well and good. But actually, what I now want to focus on is a series of one pose, one minute videos. Mm. Because actually, you need to be able to do something for a minute before you take off on that ride. So maybe before you go for the hike in the morning. And then just if you could do one pose after it, it's better than doing nothing. And my finding is that once you're there on your back doing a dead pigeon pose, you kind of do it for a little bit longer. And then you'll do the 15 minutes. But if I can get you to do just one minute, that's a lot easier than trying to get you to go to a class to put on the right clothes and all that kind of stuff. So you're speaking my language in terms of the incidental movement that I try to encourage people to build into their days, too. And I think that's a, a big part of you don't practice yoga or doing the stretching for it itself. It's to support you in the rest of your life. And that is slightly the difference with the yoga that I teach. I'm not teaching it for itself. I'm teaching it as a supplement for the thing that you're passionate about. Yeah. So unfortunately, like you will spend an hour and a half running or riding your sure. bike and you, no one has to ask you to do that, but you don't have the same passion for the yoga in itself. And there's yogis out there who don't need to be incentivized to do an hour and a half class. Yeah. But I'm trying to say that yoga can support you in whatever your passion is. That's why we have to find the small spaces in between. Yeah, that's really interesting. I just all of a sudden was like, yeah, the practice of yoga for a lot of people is to get better at doing yoga. It's not in aid of any other sort of part of their life. I, I, obviously, some people are doing it for the calmness aspect or the meditative aspect and stuff like that. But to really dedicate your time to doing yoga isn't necessarily making you better at other things. It's making you better at yoga, and that's great. But for those of us who aren't particularly wanting to to get better at being a, a yoga mover. Yogi. Yogi. I, I, <laughs> I resisted using that word because I never a know if that's right A yoga practitioner. It's a funny word, but that's what, that was what we'd say. It's because of Yogi Bear. They just <laughs> ruined it. But anyway, I, I, I love that idea. So using yoga, like you said, as a tool, not mm-hmm. as the practice. And that's not necessarily like bastardizing yoga or, or something like that. It's, it's probably paying some honor to it in some in a different sort of way well that's it i do i definitely don't want to take away from yoga and i practice yoga for yoga yeah but you'll find in in my videos we don't do prohibitively difficult arm balances because in my view that doesn't actually make you better at your sport yeah so right when i started designing these videos i wanted them to be very targeted to what was important for you now that Actually, if you were going to train flexibility, at a certain point, that's not going to help you. So for my friend who's mountain biking, if I make him super flexible, he's not going to have the strength and stability to ride his bike down a mountain. It's going to be counterproductive. Mm -hmm. And often I think that's what, when someone says, is yoga bad for your training? Well, it's one of those things that's dose dependent. And yeah, holding long hold poses is definitely if you want to learn how to do the splits that's a very different goal to wanting to improve your triathlon time i used to be able to do the splits but can't (laughs) do it anymore and i my life hasn't changed much in that time (laughs) i kind of wish i could do it for party tricks but that would be about the only time i'd I'd bust that out 
At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Now, for for your friend in particular, or any cyclist out there, what do you look for when you're when you're thinking about the person's sport that they're doing, and then trying to decide what kind of yoga poses that you would you would give to them? How do you how do you make those judgments, or what kind of uh, what kind of algorithm do you run in your own brain? Well, that's yeah, that's a great question. Um, posture, the the body position is one of the main aspects. So if you take the body position of a cyclist, okay. roughly speaking, you're going to have a rounded spine, and your shoulders are going to come forward. You're going to close your chest. You've got tight hip, well, shortened hip flexors, and if you then took the body position of a surfer, you're going to have exactly the opposite. You have the spine in extension. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're not flexing the spine, you're extending It's the exactly spine. the opposite. Those two work yeah. wonderfully, actually, together. as a, a, They complement each other. So where the hip flexors are in a shortened position if you're on the bike, they're in an extended position if you're in that sort of, if you're on the surfboard, you're basically in what would be called a cobra pose in yoga. So for him... What I'm doing is, it's slightly complicated because there's the body posture, then there's the recurring movement patterns. So for, because the posture of a runner isn't particularly asymmetric, but you're using certain muscles more than you're using other muscles and certain muscles get tight. And if you're running, it's pretty much sagittal plane. So there's not much lateral movement. There's not much rotation in there. So and sagittal plane is the forward-backward yes. plane, for those of you who haven't studied it. I just drop in. Some, some of them, are, they, they've got really good technical words for which I find useful as shortcuts. And sometimes yep. I'll just revert to bending forward and backwards. And both uh, are useful. Yep. Sorry. Yep. No, that's my job as the interviewer. Clarify, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so you've got body position, you've got the muscles that are being worked more consistently than others. There are some things that particular pain points come up for particular sports. So you have cyclist yeah. knee and then mountain bikers. The reason I actually um, started working with mountain bikers is because what I didn't realize was how um, prevalent lower back pain was in mm. mountain biking, even more so than just cycling. So yeah, all these things need to be taken into consideration. And then I would say that actually we're all pretty much special snowflakes as well. 
Because somebody may have an injury that means the pelvic tilt might be different. They may have injuries. So all I can do is give you a template. And that's the template generally for your sport. And then we have to work the nuance in that. That makes sense. So would you be looking at, so you're looking at the body position, let's say of of the cyclist again, just because we're talking about that. Would you want to counterbalance? Like, would you be thinking of things that sort of unfurl those shortened hip flexors and maybe reverse the the curvature of the back or something? Yeah, um, let's, I can give you a sort of real world example of this. So this morning, my friend was going for a ride. So what I asked him to do before we left, let's do a one minute one pose. That's what I wanted him Mm. to because all he wants to do is get out on his bike. Yeah. But I want him to be able to ride every single day this week and not have to stop for pain. So all I want him to do is, the way I break down yoga, when you introduced this uh, interview, you talked about different styles of yoga and that isn't exactly how I work. So there are different types like vinyasa flow or hatha or bikram. How I divide up yoga is by skill. So I have a flexibility style, a strength style, a recovery style, a balance style and a mobility style. Okay. Now, uh, a flexibility style is holding poses for two to three breaths. So that's like static stretching. Then we've got the relaxation would be similar, but it would be longer held poses and more on the breathing and the meditation type. Well, that's body scan. <laughs> that's the best. It's what most athletes love. Yeah. Um, but if you were somebody who was working in an office, actually maybe you want some more upregulating stuff. It's because you're an athlete and you want to relax. Uh, mobility is more about, um, it's a faster moving, it would be called vinyasa or flow, which is a a more dynamic style of movement through the poses. And we're there strengthening, we're trying to balance strength and flexibility to create mobility. That's the one where you sort of move from one pose to another, not necessarily pausing for very long in each one. Exactly. In fact, in yoga, you you try to move with your breath. So sun salutation would be an example of a mobility series. So that's my language. You'd call it vinyasa in 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 proper yoga okay. speak, and then we've got uh, what have we got to? So strength is for me is isometric and eccentric and concentric. So I would say something like a plank, holding poses that are designed for strength, yeah. holding warrior two. So that would come as strength. Warrior two is my nemesis. Warrior two is hard. It is. It's hard for athletes. I'm not going to put that in very many classes mm. because my goal is well, actually my belief is that the really foundational stuff is the stuff where the benefits are for athletes. I personally only go to yoga for beginner classes. I think I learned something in every single class mm. because I'm not trying to work on my fancy arm balances. I just want to get really, really good at the basics. Okay, so let's go back to our cyclist. Okay, yes. Sorry. Um, okay, so what I asked him to do this morning was to activate the muscles that he was going to be putting the most stress through which I believe there's a bunch of them, but I think that his lower back was um, being put under an enormous amount of pressure and he doesn't have the same muscle there as he has in his glutes and his thighs. So we just did a minute of bridges. So just activating his lower back, trying to keep his glutes relaxed because he's going to use his glutes a lot when he's climbing up that mountain. But to just to activate that lower back and get the neuromuscular connection going on so he's tuned Mm. in when he gets on the bike. That's interesting because I think not very many people think of yoga in that way in activating stuff. Everybody thinks of it as increasing flexibility and relaxing and stuff, but you're actually talking about like bringing 
energy or activity to a muscle group to prime them for for the movement. Exactly. It's it's I mean again activate isn't a yoga word, but it's all there in the practice and it it improves your your it, yoga is about bringing your mind and body together. So that's where it differs a little from some kind of conventional trainings because as you're doing those bridges, you are only focusing on the sensations in your body and you're not thinking about the right ahead. I only want you to do it for a minute. You can do that. And so that's making the connectivity between your brain and your body move much faster, which is what you're going to want when you're at the top of a ride called Comfortably Numb, which (laughs) is 15 minutes of holding on tight as you descend. Okay, so it's quick and dirty tip time. I'm going to call it that. I never refer to it as that, but we're going to call it that in this one. So if people were, let's say we've got some cyclists out there, we've got, I'm sure we've got some runners, we've got some swimmers. So what would your piece of advice be for them to, whether they're trying to prime themselves for that workout or trying to recover from that workout, what would be the thing they should look for in order to choose the right yoga pose or series of poses? Okay. So before we exercise, we want to activate or engage a muscle then we're going to do our exercise. After an exercise, we want to stretch. So we're going to have an activation exercise before workout, a, a stretch or flexibility pose afterwards. And then what you also need to do is your sort of your off training. So that's where you want to build strength. You wouldn't want to do that on the day. You don't want to start wearing yourself out by doing strength exercises and warrior twos before you go for a run. So this is sort of cross training day or Exactly. So you've got the off days and the on days. So you want to be doing activating and stretching out actually on the days. And then you want to be building strength and mobility on your off days. So just choose that muscle group that you know, if you know your sport, you know where where you've got those aches and pains, like you said, the, mm-hmm. the snowflake part of you, and also the, the major muscle groups that you know you're going to be using. Prime those before, give them a good stretching afterwards. And then on the on the off days, focus on those same parts to, to just make them more resilient? Yeah. So today we, we activated the lower back before we started. And then when we got to the top of the trail, I wanted to stretch out his glutes because that was the bit that was getting super tight. And something like a pigeon pose, which you may know, you can do that three ways. You could do it on your back and we call that dead pigeon or figure four, sometimes it's called. Yeah. You could do a normal pigeon, but what we did, because we were outside, is we did a standing pigeon. So we just found a rock, put the foot up at an angle, and then you can do the same pose at that position. I've never done it standing. Well, all you need to do is to stretch the outsides of your hips. So if you've got your leg bent in front of you, then you're getting that stretch there. Yeah, you're right. Getting down on the ground in in a proper pigeon. I mean, that's a a challenging pose at any time, never mind in the middle of a, a mountain trail somewhere. Yeah, it, pigeon is very challenging, especially if you're, I wouldn't suggest you did that before you had, weren't really, really well warmed up. And yeah, if it's raining, you don't want to be lying on your back doing <laughs> yeah. dead pigeon anyway. Awesome. Well, that was very helpful. And I think um, we sort of probably busted some myths or changed some people's minds on on what yoga can be for. It doesn't have to be for anything. And maybe that's part of the problem, our, our limited vision, our limited belief in in what some exercises are for, and yoga is no exception there. Yeah, and I really love responding to people who have questions. So if anyone did want to send me a message, they can email me awesome. at abby, A-B-I, at yoga15.com, and I'll see if I can help you. And you're also on Instagram and Twitter, and Facebook is your favorite, right? 
I do like Facebook. That's where I post all my articles. So uh, my site is yoga15.com. I think my Facebook is at facebook.com slash yoga15abby. Yoga15abby is the same on Instagram. All right. I will put all of those links into the show notes so you don't have to try to remember them, everybody. Just go to quickanddirtytips.com slash getfitguy and look for this episode all about yoga and how we can use it in different and fun and exciting ways. So thank you for uh, joining me this afternoon. I guess I joined you technically because I came up to Whistler. To yeah, thank you. you for coming up to Whistler to see me. It was great. Thank you for coming on the Get Fit Guy podcast. This was awesome to do my first in-person recording, and uh, I'm glad it was with you. All right. I want to thank Abby Carver one more time for coming on the Get Fit Guy podcast and filling our heads with some really great info. Thanks, Abby. Now, in my next episode, coming up next week, we are going to look at how caffeine can or can't help with your workouts, your events, your races, all of that kind of good stuff, and whether or not you have to abstain from it before it really works. So check that out. Now, my name is Brock Armstrong, the Get Fit Guy, asking you, what are you waiting for? Get out there and use those yoga poses. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com.